Greg Gard and the Wisconsin Badgers basketball team needs a win. They need it pretty badly. After four straight losses, the Badgers welcome the Ohio State Buckeyes to the Cole Center. A Buckeyes team that is eerily similar to this Wisconsin Badgers team. And that's not something I would have said two weeks ago, but it's something I'm saying today. And so we got to talk about what brought this similarity to light here on the Scotty Six Pack podcast. And good morning. Thank you for enjoying it with a six pack. The Scotty Six Pack, the only podcast talking all things Wisconsin sports at just six days a week. I am your host, Kedrick Stumbrus, and you can follow me on the website formerly known as Twitter at Kedrick Stumbrus and follow the podcast at Scotty Six Pack for the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. While you are here listening on your podcast platform of choice, please leave a kind review, five stars, nice comments, hit the bell so you get notified as soon as we put episodes live, including on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Scotty Six Pack, where you should smash the subscribe button, smash that like button, and come and hang out in the comments. Get the conversation going. Really, really, really does help us make better content. Helps us know what, what you're looking for. And like I said today, we're talking about Wisconsin, Ohio State, this big time, big 10 matchup at the Kohl Center tonight. It is on Peacock at 8 p.m. But if you are not a Peacock, Peacock subscriber, if you would like to not become a Peacock subscriber, you can follow me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrus. I will be covering the game on the beat for Badger Notes. You can always read our up to the minute game coverage. At BadgerNotes.com, you can find all of my work on the site linked in the podcast description where we have a written version of our pregame preview that I put out yesterday uh, for you to go ahead and go read a little bit of different content than we'll cover here, but some, some of the same stuff, but we'll, we'll go even more in depth here on this episode and have, have new tidbits throughout the day on the site and, and get into something uh, that we're waiting on a little bit of you know, breaking news that we might get around game time that will go live on the site. So stay, stay tuned there and follow me at Kedrick Stumbrus for the latest. But before we get to the potential breaking news before the game starts, uh, I just want to get into a little bit of what, what makes these teams so, so weirdly similar because Ohio State's not having a fantastic season. They're a 14 and 10 team. You know, that, that's a two game difference from, from Wisconsin now and Wisconsin is 16 and eight and Wisconsin was far from 16 and eight uh, before was before Ohio state won on Saturday against Maryland in double overtime, Ohio state had only won one game since January 4th. It had been a long time. It had been a tough, I mean, big 10 slate so far for, for Ohio state altogether An Ohio state team that is much better on offense than it is on defense. A, a team that plays at a quite slow pace, a team that doesn't generate a ton of turnovers. Although Ohio state generates far fewer turnovers through its defense than it does. Um, that than Wisconsin does on the other hand, uh, team that takes care of the ball pretty well on offense all things all things considered they, they rank very similarly in, in turnover percentage uh a team that you know doesn't have the best perimeter defense and, and we'll talk about that a little bit but 
you know, th- these two teams are are pretty, pretty dang similar. Not not super deep, relatively experienced. But you you, you start lining up all these metrics and and you see a lot of things that are really similar. And, and based on the fact that Wisconsin has lost four straight games, you see a lot of similarities in this Ohio State team to teams that have beaten Wisconsin lately because teams have beaten Wisconsin in all kinds of ways. Rutgers kind of beat Wisconsin up and down the floor on Saturday. So how, how does Wisconsin beat this team? What, what are the key matchups? Uh, let's, let's, let's get into it here. And I, I think it starts with wh- which team can be the least bad uh, on, on three point defense, because neither one of these teams have an exceptional three point defense by any means. Both have been pretty poor over the course of this season. But right now, one of them is trending in the wrong direction. And, and we'll get into that in just a second because th- this season, Wisconsin's three-point defense by, by three-point shot percentage allowed ranks 326th in the country. Obviously not great. Badgers let Rutgers, as we, as we talked about on this podcast, shoot better than... T- twice as good as their season average from deep Ohio state on the other hand ranks 309th in the country in three point defense by, by shot percentage allowed. Now, of course that means that Wisconsin's defense has been a little bit worse, but over the course of the last, you know, handful of games, it's been Ohio state who, whose three point defense has really, really been poor. Think, think about the Purdue game for Wisconsin. Well, Wisconsin didn't let Purdue really make any threes d- despite their attempts there in, in the last since Wisconsin and Ohio state met uh, on January 10th in Columbus, Wisconsin in that game made just under 32% of its shots from beyond the arc in that game. Since then, Ohio state have let opponents make 46% of their three point shot attempts. Ohio state's moving in the wrong direction on this one. Wisconsin has been in a bit of a slump in three-point shooting on their own, right? Max Klesmet has has come down from his heater. Uh, AJ Store is one of 13 in the last three games combined from three. Not a very excellent three-point shooting stretch for him by any means. Chucky Hepburn is having his worst season shooting from three in his career. Could this be a get-right game for the Badgers? Shooting from deep. They're going to need it. They're going to need it because if they cannot slow down this, this Ohio state, you know, three point shooting effort. If Wisconsin's three point defense can't step up to the task here, Wisconsin is going to need to, you know, go punch for punch potentially with Ohio state from deep to keep up. And and Ohio state has a really tough backcourt to do it with. And that starts with Jamison battle, the transfer in from Minnesota which Wisconsin knows well, Jamison Battle, who shot very well uh, against Ohio or against Wisconsin the first time they met. He made four of five of his three-point attempts. O- Ohio State in that game made six of 18, so for perfect, you know, 33.3% in that game. Ohio State's guards lead the charge, and no, not all of them shoot the three super well. Jamison Battle is by far the best. He's, he's one of the best three-point shooters in the country, quite frankly, but Ohio State is led by some other pretty excellent, excellent guards. And, of course, it, you know, it kind of starts with uh, Bruce Thornton. Their point guard, he distributes the ball well. 
He is Ohio State's leading scorer. Arguably, though, I would say the most dangerous player on Ohio State's roster from an offensive production standpoint is actually Roddy Gale Jr. The the sophomore, you know, kind of combo guard, wing player, play, plays plays a role very similar to AJ Store. I would expect Roddy Gale Jr. and AJ Store to be going head to head on on offense and defense in this game due, due to the, their respective. You, uh, levels of athleticism and burst that they are able to give on the floor because Roddy Gale Jr. can can really come out and 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 score. He's not a phenomenal three point shooter by any means, but he he knows how to get to the hoop. He he can drive the lane and is one of the best players in the country at drawing fouls, at getting to the free throw line, and, and, and finishing there. It, it is very, very, very impressive. Everything Roddy Gale Jr. can do. And he wasn't really the full formed player that he has become this season. The last time Wisconsin and Ohio State met. This is a different level of Roddy Gale Jr. I think since January 10th and on January 10th, Wisconsin kind of held Roddy Gale Jr. in check. Only let him get two shots, uh, two two shots at the free throw line. Only had nine points, nine points on thirteen field goal attempts. It was a, a middling performance, and it's something that Wisconsin is going to need to stop or at least limit again in, in this one in order to keep up with with Ohio State. Wisconsin's defense is going to be challenged in this one. We, we've talked multiple times how against Michigan. Wisconsin was giving up dribble penetration too often against Rutgers. Wisconsin was giving up dribble penetration too often. Roddy Gale is kind of the textbook. Like th this is kind of the scout team player I would want to be playing against. If I were trying to prepare my team to defend dribble penetration. And that's a scary thing for this Wisconsin Badgers team right now. It, it might be something Wisconsin can't, you know, live up to given the, the recent levels of success that other teams have had playing similar styles against the Badgers of late. That brings me to another analog player in the front court, which, which could cause problems for, for Wisconsin. And that is Felix Akpara, who is among the best shot blockers in the country. Uh, Wisconsin, of course, just coming off of that game against Clifford Amore in, in Rutgers, who, who is, I mean, if not definitely the best shot blocker in the country, certainly arguably the best shot blocker in the country. Uh, but Felix Akpara is uh, by, by Ken Palm. He has the 15th highest block percentage in, in the entire country. He is a rebounding monster. He is the sophomore starting center for the Buckeyes and could be a real problem considering the way Wisconsin had issues navigating around Cliff Amore against Rutgers. And, and part of that, like, like we said in the post-game reaction podcast to the loss at Rutgers was sometimes those are just a big guy is going to make plays. A big athletic center who is known to block shots is going to block some shots. And that's how Cliff Amore blocked the Badgers eight times. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not worried that a Felix Akara could do the same exact thing to, to Wisconsin here for, for Ohio State. 
It, it is something absolutely concerning given the fact that Steve McCrowell is not really a rim protector. He, he isn't always going to go up incredibly strongly. I, I was having conversation with uh, Ryan Herrings, fr friend of the show uh, of Locked On Badgers, just the other day, and, and we were kind of debating about AJ Store. And Ryan had said, you know, I wish that he would just go more strongly to the hoop at times. Well, this is a this is a game where if you're going to go at the hoop, you got you got to go strong because of what Felix Akpara can do to you. He certainly doesn't come with the experience and the accolades of a Cliff Mori by any means, who is a, a senior, well-established, all Big Ten defensive player, might be the Naismith, you know, defensive play national defensive player of the year this season, but. Akpara has you know some of that to to his own game. He he is very good, and it's why this is a a team that in Ohio State that generates a lot of block shots, and it's something that Wisconsin you know may or may not be able to keep up with. But if you're going to get shots blocked, there are other ways that you need to make sure that you're going to take care of the basketball. There's other other things that you know this Wisconsin team needs to do to keep up, and other things this Wisconsin team kind of needs to fall their have fall their way in this one. And we're going to talk about all of those things right after we tell you about our friends over at TickPick, uh, because if if you are headed to this Wisconsin basketball team game tonight, which you should, I'm going to be there. Let me know that you're going to be there. Uh, come say hi. I, I would I would love would love to chat. Um, I'll be there very early for Badger Notes. But if you're going to get there, get there by buying tickets on TickPick. Uh, because TickPick, the best thing about it is that you're, you're going to pay the lowest price for tickets compared to anywhere else that, that you could buy them for, for this game. Because you're never going to pay service or delivery fees on TickPick. The price you see is the price you are going to get. So download the TickPick app because you can get into this game tonight for 14 bucks on the tick pick app. And, and it doesn't take me, you know, moving into checkout to see exactly what I'm going to get. I I'm able to go on the app. I'm able to get a view of my seat from the app, which is incredible. You know, it gives me so much comfort knowing I know what the view for my seat is going to be like when, when I'm buying, uh, when I'm buying tickets, especially when I'm going to an arena that I've never been to before. You, you all know I, I travel a lot. I travel to different arenas a lot and it's nice having tick pick on my side so that I can see the view from my seat before I even buy the tickets. So I know I'm getting something that I'm going to like, and I'm going to get there at a price I like too. Uh, and let me help you get there at a price you'll like even more by, by saving you 10 bucks on your first order by clicking the link in my podcast description, clicking the link, click, <laughs> clicking the link in the YouTube description, uh, using the link that's on your screen now. That is TickPick, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. Click my link, save 10 bucks under first order, and never pay service or delivery fees for concerts, comedy shows, sporting events, ever again. All right, coming up this week on the show, uh, we are going to recap this Wisconsin Badgers and Ohio State Buckeyes matchup tonight. Uh, we'll have that in your feed tomorrow morning. Uh, I'll get that recorded from the Cole Center tonight before I leave. And then on Thursday, we we are going to have an excellent uh, women's hockey check-in pod that we're going to start doing weekly here 
uh, for the Wisconsin Badgers women's hockey team as they are marching down uh, on their quest for a, another national title. A, a team that is looking really good, has a big series against Minnesota this weekend. You know, I, I, I talk about on that show that I just recorded uh, a little bit earlier yesterday about why I think that might be the best rivalry in all of sports. And, and I know if I, I might be out on a little bit of a limb uh, for that one, but I really like it. One, one of my favorite things ever, every year is looking forward to that Wisconsin Minnesota matchup at Laban arena. And, and we'll break that all down. Wisconsin's quest for uh, a national title with, with, with Noah Clark um, of 1070, the game. And on Thursday, we'll, we'll preview Wisconsin, Iowa uh, as the Badgers travel to Carver Hawkeye Arena on Saturday. We're, we're going to preview that game for you on Friday and then recap that game on Saturday. We'll have that in your feed shortly after that game ends Saturday afternoon. Before we get to Iowa, we, we need to finish talking about this game at or against Ohio State. And one of the biggest things Wisconsin needs to do to, to get back on track here, to win, win its first game in, in five outings, is take care of the basketball. Wisconsin has been impressive at, at taking care of the basketball, not turning the ball over throughout much of this season. They, they boast a, a turnover percentage that is the 58th best in the country. Well, it was a lot better before this, you know, previous stretch. It, it was a stretch where Wisconsin had been averaging only 9.8 turnovers per game. And then you watch the Rutgers game where Wisconsin turned the ball over 11 times in the first half. Wisconsin turned the ball over uh, 12, 12 times overall in that game. Wisconsin had turned the ball over um, 12 or more times in three of its last four games including 16 turnovers in the Nebraska game. And the one time Wisconsin hadn't turned the ball over um, 12 or more times was at home against Purdue. For, for as well as Wisconsin had been keeping its head above water in the turnover department, forcing more turnovers than it had committed throughout the season. The Badgers were, were there on the road for, for quite some time, you know, keep keeping up that, that impressive mark. And now they, they are very slightly, very, very, very slightly, um, underwater in that department where, uh, oh, oh no, 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 sorry. They are very slightly above water in that department on the road. Underwater, <laughs> my bad. Wisconsin has turned the ball over 106 times on the road this season compared to 104 times that opponents have turned the ball over this season. Mm, not great. Not great. Um, fortunately, like we said, Wisconsin has turned the ball over 12 or more times in three of its last four outings. The only time they didn't turn the ball over 12 times was the home game Wisconsin played against Purdue, where Wisconsin only turned the ball over five times. At home, Wisconsin has done a much better job of taking care of the ball as of late. 
Wisconsin can replicate that again. Uh, that that's going to be very, very, very big for for this Wisconsin team as, as it tries to get back on on the right track here. Uh, Ch- Chucky Hepburn, who has one of the best uh, assist to turnover ratios in program history, he had only three assists to two turnovers at Rutgers uh, against Michigan. He had one assist and one turnover. That, of course, not very great. Uh, he, he played excellent against Purdue in, in this department, although, you know, I wish he would have maybe shot the ball just a little bit more uh, or at least connected on more of these shots, making one of only six shots from the field. He had five assists in that game, though, and, and didn't turn, turn the ball over uh, against Purdue. He, he oh, a five from three, which, of course, we've talked about that performance quite a bit, but he had three assists to only two turnovers uh, on his career. Chucky Hepburn is much, 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 much better than that. So having a point guard who could take care of the ball, Chucky Hepburn needs to find that sweet spot of taking care of the ball, facilitating to others, and scoring for himself. And and that's a hard thing for a a point guard to do. And we've talked at length about how Chucky Hepburn is having a tough time finding that middle ground this season. If he can find that middle ground and, and get a little bit closer to it in this game, that's going to go very, very far for for Wisconsin in you know, doing something for this team. And if you're able to limit turnovers by Chucky Hepburn, by AJ Store, who can be a little bit erratic at times, by Connor Asijan, who doesn't necessarily turn the ball over a ton, but can do it from time to time with his limited opportunities, you're going to get quite a bit further in this game. And this is an opportunity for you to do so because Ohio State does not force teams into very many turnovers. They are 290th in turnover percentage forced. This is an opportunity to take care of the ball and and get back to playing winning basketball for Wisconsin. Uh, One of the ways that this game could go off the rails, though, if it's not with turnovers, though, is some of this injury and and personnel shenanigans that Wisconsin has had to deal with as of late. Of course, Kamari McGee is still out. Uh, Greg Gard told the media today, that he will be out for 10 to 14 more days that will bring Kamari McGee in. If it's that 10 or 14 day mark, they'll bring him into play at Indiana later this month. The other player who of course did not suit up for the game at Rutgers is John Blackwell. He was not a hundred percent for the game at Michigan. And then he didn't play at all against Rutgers. John Blackwell did not participate in practice today or, or re- yesterday, rather, on Monday. And it, it's very up in the air whether or not he's going to play in this game. Like I said, this is the breaking news that you're going to be waiting for to drop on game night because whether or not he can go might might say a lot about this team. So follow me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrus, and, and pay attention to uh, our, our news as it breaks over on Badger Notes. Uh, you'll find our latest work over there linked in this podcast description or if John Blackwell is going to go because that rotation gets short really, really quickly. If John Blackwell is not playing, we we talked about the loss of Kamari McGee going as far back as the Nebraska game where Chucky Hepburn had to play 41 minutes in that game. It's too many minutes. And against Rutgers, when your defense was being put in a blender, 
Greg Gard sits Max Klesmet with two fouls. Then you have extended Isaac Lindsay minutes in the first half. Isaac Lindsay getting put in a blender. If you have no John Blackwell, if you have no Kamari McGee, those minutes at the point guard position in particular start to get real thin, real fast. And it, it becomes a problem. So, so if Wisconsin could get John Blackwell back in this one, it, it would go a long way for, for Wisconsin be, being able to win this game. But ultimately, as we wrap up here, this is a game that Wisconsin needs to you know get right with. This is not exactly the same team that you've seen earlier this season in Ohio State, and some of that is good. Some of that is bad. This Ohio State team is certainly floundering in terms of its three-point defense. They haven't won a ton of games lately. They've looked pretty poor on the road, shooting far worse on the road than they have at home this season. But Wisconsin's not the same team either. And Roddy Gale Jr. is not the same team that or not the same player that he was for Ohio State earlier in the season. He was in a big shooting slump. If Wisconsin could get something back to, you know, at least closer to what it was before than what they played like the last couple of games, it's going to do Wisconsin a lot of wonders uh, in this one. And it's going to take playing better three-point defense, you know, attacking the rim, and taking care of the ball. It just simple things while paying attention to these important matchups with Bruce Thorne and, and Roddy Gale Jr. and, and Jameson Battle, who, man, you, you don't want to let Jameson Battle burn you too bad. That that would be, that'd be bad just because he, you know, he's a former Minnesota guy. You don't, you don't want to let that one happen. So uh, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Scotty Six Pack Podcast. Uh, thank you as always for listening and, and stay tuned to myself, your host, Kedrick Stumbrus, who you can find on the website formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrus, because I'll be at the Cole Center tonight covering this game for Badger Notes. And you can find our up-to-the-minute coverage through Badger Notes in the podcast description, uh, which I've said, I know, a number of times. But uh, stay, stay tuned. If, if you do not want to subscribe to Peacock, uh, we'll get you the updates from that game as they come along. By following me at Kedrick Stumbrace. You can also follow the podcast at Scotty Sixpack for the latest updates in Wisconsin sports while you're here on your podcast platform of choice. Please leave a review, five stars, kind comments. It really does help the show, helps us to bring even better content to you six days a week, uh, as we are doing here and also doing it on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Scotty Sixpack. Smash that subscribe button on YouTube, hit the like button and, and hit that bell so you get notified. Whenever we're putting new new shows in your feed. Until we talk to you all tomorrow on Wisconsin.